Steeler Nation, I know you're tired. That was a long one. And it started off looking longer than it was even going to look. And then they kept the Steelers brought it back down from 29-0 to, to score 28 points in the second half. And down to the last play of the game, they kept you hanging on. But your Steelers did lose 36-28. It was a wild game. There's a lot to glean from it, positively and negatively. A lot of negatively, though, because now the Steelers are back to 6-6-1. and They're sitting right back at 500. We're going to break down everything that was in this game, from the lines getting crushed to the playmakers being playmakers and the things that I thought were positive. And we're going to give you some picks on the rest of the weekend headed out. Joining me, of course, is Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI, always here on Fridays with us. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, we are we, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey, and of course, YouTube. Don't forget to hit the like button on this. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily content Monday through Friday on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This episode is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Joining me on Fridays, as always, is the wonderful Jenna Horner. Jenna, we thank you for staying up with us after that crazy as hell game. I know I just yawned because my body is tired, but my mind <laughs> is not right now. There are so many thoughts, so many feelings. Chris, what just happened? I don't, I still don't know. I, I still don't know what just happened. I, I mean, this is this was a go home, you're drunk type of game. Yeah. Like, just like the, the the Vikings come out, they're crushing the Steelers, twenty nine nothing. Like there's no hope. Everyone's like, wow. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers get a touchdown with Najee. And then they get a pick. And then they get another touchdown. And then they get another pick and another touchdown. And then they get another touchdown. I'm like, what? What is this? What? 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 Where? Where did this come from? The defense, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they couldn't get stops the entire first half. Dalvin Cook was running all through them. Then they're stopping the Vikings. It just doesn't make any sense. It no. doesn't make any sense. But we're trying to try to make sense of it as best as we can here, Jenna. Yeah. One, one thing Mike Tomlin said, the first thing that came out of his mouth was we're getting our butts whooped in the trenches. And he talked about how it's inexcusable. He said that, you know, people, you know, Brooke Pryor of ESPN asked him, you know, what's going on with the late start or the late starts. You guys have, you know, finished games really strongly in the last, in the, in three of the last four fourth quarters, they played against the chargers. They scored 27, 27 points in the fourth quarter against the Ravens. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter in this game, 21 points in the fourth quarter. What is the difference that's allowing this to happen? And Mike Thomas said, point blank period we're getting dominated in the trenches at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and jenna that's just the bottom line especially kendrick green he'll shell shocked out there 
Yeah, he was just and center is not his natural position, so you're not going to make any excuses regardless. But for him, I just you could see it in him tonight. There were snaps that were high. There were shifts that should have been made that he didn't make that in turn, like you and I were talking about before, messes up all the other guys around him, a little bit of a domino effect. And you could just see whatever was going on with him and Ben Roethlisberger tonight in terms of their communication, stuff like that, it wasn't clicking. There was, what, two or three false start penalties where he didn't get the snap off in time or delay of game penalties but you just you're like uh, you you, as a fan I'm sure there's a lot of frustration there and I think again it goes back to kind of what Tomlin said you're getting dominated in the trenches when you need to be able to do the simple things like know the snap count know the shifts know simply when to snap the ball to say that you know in layman's terms a little bit there but um you got to be able to do that if you're Kendrick Green he was definitely not the Kendrick Green we've seen a lot during the season but also this feels I mean we heard Mike Tomlin say this after the Bengals game where they got absolutely blown out you know we lost the battle in the trenches and Every time you're going to hear coaches say that because that is where games are won and lost. If you can win your battles, just the fact that Dalvin Cook had the most rushing yards by a running back in an game, an NFL game at all this season, in an entire NFL game this season, the most. I mean, that says a lot, too. 202? 205 rushing yards. 205. On on 27 carries. And I mean, here's the other thing. It wasn't like Dalvin Cook was even doing that much. I mean, he was, it was just, the lanes were just there. And it was just so bizarre. And then whatever happened in the second half, the Steelers run defense clicked in and you saw it. But I mean, Cam Hayward was fighting, but you just saw, you know, Henry Mondo. He just, he can't hang out there for more than a couple plays. Montrevious mm-hmm. Adams in the second half did seem like he started to pick things back up, but early in the first yeah. half, he was, he was struggling as well. There just, there were no answers for the Steelers up front early on. And you could see the frustration. Cam Hayward trying to rally his team, make up Fitzpatrick being like, come on guys, oh, let's go. There, there was so much fight from those guys to turn things around. Um, and, and again, this was both sides of the ball. Gaps were just wide open in the first half, and and again, if, if they just if they get two of those stops, they may they might have they might have won this game. Yeah, there was. I mean, you go back to you know again, you can't look at every little play and be like that could have been it, that could have been it. But the right. missed field goal to kind of start things off obviously changes things a little bit. But I want to go back to what you were saying about. Cam Hayward rallying guys on the sideline, Mika Fitzpatrick just playing out of his mind. I mean, you see the different type of leadership that this team has, and it's like, we can't keep letting this happen as a team. We hear them talk about that all the time. They say, this can't happen, this can't happen. And you you would have thought, I guess, after the Bengals game, and at the way that they responded coming into the Baltimore game, that this game would have gone differently. Now, yes, it is the short week, so that factors a little bit into it. We've kind of heard a lot of people asking Mike Tomlin kind of all throughout the week, asking the guys, you know, is there a little bit of a difference because of the fact that the Ravens-Steelers games are such physical ones, you guys would want a little more rest. But at the end of the day, like we always heard, the Vikings are dealing with the exact same circumstances. They come in. And this was just, I mean, you thought it was over after the first yep. half. You really thought it was over. Yep. I mean, and again, it was, there was no fight. There was no pushback. There was just like, man, just like, man, this is, this is ridiculous. And I wouldn't say, I'll, I'll take that back. There was, there was a pushback, but it's just like, it wasn't effective enough to do anything. Um, no. But then in the, in, in the third quarter, like you see the D that the, the offense commits some turnovers. Uh, I believe Ben had a, threw a pick. Actually, it might've been one turnover, but Ben threw a pick that was just really bad. Um, yeah. 
uh, and, and that led to a huge turnover that gave point. But the defense holding them to field goals on those drives really kept the team alive. Um, you know, but one thing that Mike Tomlin said, he said, no stone's going to go unturned when it comes to this. They're not going to be bashful about their, about, about who they put out there. Um, that of course, addressing the fact that, that they're already spinning their wheels, trying to find people for, for depth on this roster. And, and yeah. some of it, yes, is because of signings, but I mean, they got, they had three centers on this team. They had JC Hassenauer and BJ Finney. They're both hurt. So, mm -hmm. and, and then even, I think Joel Higgs was the, the emergency, emergency center. And, yeah, and he's on COVID. Like he has, he's not available. So, so now it's like, okay, you literally don't have anybody else no. to, who, who can stand the ball. And, and, and a big part of the center position, like we were talking about earlier, isn't just blocking the guy in front of you. It's making sure everyone else is on their P's and Q's and then making sure that you're handling both gaps to your right and left. It, mm -hmm. It's just, it's very it's it's a it's a difficult position, but they need somebody to step up there. Maybe Kendrick Green would be better as just being a guard, you know, where he doesn't have to make any calls and all he has to do is just kind of be like, "Hey, what's my job? Hit that guy." Okay, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna do that. But Tomlin and the Steelers need to find answers there. I know that it's slim pickings, it's rough. I mean, in this game, they were down to Derek Tugza and Taco Charlton as their edge rushers because of Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt being out. That's just that's ridiculous. Like how did, yep. and, and that was where they started to turn things around. And the fact that they were able to get stops, because again, we hear Tomlin and all the players kind of talk all the time about the next man up mentality. And you saw those two guys say, all right, we are down. TJ Watt of all people and Alex yep. Highsmith, both incredibly talented edge rushers. You know, we need to step up. We need to try and replicate at least somewhat of the play that they bring week in, week out, play in, play out. And they were able to keep Minnesota's offense pretty much quiet for the second half. You know, you saw Kirk Cousins throw two picks. He's just thrown three interceptions all season coming into this game, and you force him into two. And something you and I were talking about a little bit earlier before we started recording, everybody has been, you know, rightfully criticizing Devin Bush for a lot of his play this season. This might have been actually one of Bush's I, I don't entirely know if I can say best, but like one of his most solid games we've seen from yeah. him this season. No, I agree. We're going to get to some of those players that stepped up and responded to the call uh, in the middle of this game, including one that got an earful from Tomlin early on. We'll address that in the, in the second, in the second segment of the show. But first I got to talk to you guys about on location on location is uh, with Super Bowl 56. So far is less than a hundred days in a way. And on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better, like a holiday candy bar. Built Bar was filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors that you'll have a hard time choosing between 
between them between raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fool you need to bust down those do mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in an endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to get you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse because you never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt, melt a little bit and give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty Built Bar to go along with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Go to Built.com to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCK15 on Built.com to get 15% off your next order at Built Bar. Now, Jetta, when we do double ad reads, we keep it rolling. But I got I to gotta talk to you about these guys that stepped up. We'll get to Akella Weatherspoon's two interceptions because that's ridiculous. But I got to say, Chase Claypool was getting on everybody's last nerve over the past few weeks. He's had drops. He hasn't played well. He had the, the ridiculous face mask penalty against the Bengals. He talked about playing music and practice. Everybody's just, he's just been checked. You did this wrong. Check you did this wrong. And then this game started like that. Because then he had a he had a he had a personal foul penalty where he was like get put his, his finger in the guy's face and he's pushing him and you saw it it cost the Steelers yards and then you see right after that Mike Tomlin just be like come here get your butt over I tweeted out on Twitter I was like I was like that that's like the that's like the the the, the parents when you in church and your parents don't want to be cussing in church but they're gonna be cussing <laughs> in church because they're tired of you that was the kind of look that Mike Tomlin give him um and then. Uh, and Chase Claypool did have a drop, but he finishes this game leading the team in receiving yards with eight catches for 93 yards. Some of them his best impressive catches of the season going up in traffic, fighting off defensive pass interference penalties. Yeah, we saw two absolutely beautiful catches. The second one that was flagged for pass interference that he still somehow managed to catch. That's the Chase Claypool that everybody is like, okay, that's who this team drafted. That's who we picked up. We wanted this guy that comes in and is a big playmaker. And you saw a lot of good things. And then you see him celebrate for the first down at the end. And, you know, granted, I am no clock management expert. So I'm going to go off and say that I am, don't quote me on this. Don't hold me to you said this, that thing type thing. You would like to think that those couple extra seconds, if he had just ran back and gave, you know, snapped the ball, gave it to whoever is go gave it to, you know, whoever gets it to Kendrick Green to snap it. You would like to think there may have been another chance for one more play. Maybe there could have been. That's a very good yeah. point. Uh, yeah. and, and it looked like he he gave the ball to the ref, and then the ref dropped it, and it rolled, and then it was it was just a weird situation there. Yeah. Um, but 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 ultimately, I did like the fact that Mike Tomlin pulled him from the game, addressed him, and you saw him go back out there and play arguably his best football this season. Yeah. Um, uh, other guys that stepped up in this game, James Washington, four catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Two of them, uh, two of them really tough in, in traffic catches. Really good job there. Pat Frymouth, even though he had that drop at the end there, even though it was at the yeah. buzzer, it was a, it was a, it was a really good hit from Harrison it, Smith. It was a really good play, yeah. but, but you love the fight from him in this game. Two catches, 32 yards did have that other touchdown. Uh, and of course, Najee Harris, just being Najee caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown over a hundred all purpose yards. Again, um, yeah. he's fighting. Uh, and then on defense, like you said, Devin Bush, two pass breakups led the team in tackles. And one of the pass breakups led to Akella Witherspoon's interception. I yep. mean, there's a lot to say about his effort, his effort there, even though, even though he still needs to be better because his whole defense needs to be better. 
Yeah, there is a lot of improvement. We've talked about that consistently, too. And clearly after tonight, there are a lot of questions that both sides of the ball need to answer. But that is what you need to see from Devin Bush. It's what you welcome seeing, but also it's what's needed. And obviously, of course, he's been working back from that surgery on his knee last year. And coming back from an ACL injury is never easy. But the fact I mean, if you want to find a little bit of optimism <laughs> at some point tonight, the fact that he had a really impressive performance is something that could bode this team well moving forward because now you're talking about, okay, what's the future going to be in the next five games of this team? Their playoff chances, I believe, dropped to like 19%. And granted, the AFC is wide open right now, so really anything can happen. The season's not over till it's over. But more likely or not now, you need to see guys say, okay, what's going to be next? How am I going to – how are we going to finish? off the season here is this something that we can see more of from Devin Bush after I feel like the last handful of weeks here he especially in a lot of the film it is very easy to look at some of the things he's been doing and say hey that was a mistake this was something you can criticize versus now this is good this is impressive from him to be like all right there are some things you like from what he did tonight and this is the you know the Devin Bush that they saw when they drafted him or at least shades of it there are shades of it, but again, him yeah. getting the depth enough to defend the pass, him being able to fly up and make some tackles, um, you, you like you like to see that fight out of him. But but also guys in the secondary, uh, Akella Witherspoon looked like the better cornerback over Cam Sutton in this game. He was yeah. in, he was in play. There was a pass also in the end zone where Justin Jefferson tried to sit down at one point and he jumped it, and Kirk Cousins had to throw it away. Um, that he looked really good. And I'll say the guy who looked the best though was Minka Fitzpatrick. Even though Akella Witherspoon had two picks, Minka was everywhere flying. And you saw, even when they were losing, he was like, come on, get it together. Yeah. You saw him yep. flying up, making tackles to help against the run. You saw him flying back, breaking up passes. He got flagged for a pass interference call, or uh, excuse me, a, a roughing call that should have been run. He let he, he led with his shoulder into the guy's chest. It was a perfect textbook play by Minka Fitzpatrick. The same play Harrison Smith made on, at the at the buzzer to break up Pat Fryermuth's pass that didn't get called. And, and again, with- what were you going to say? No, 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 go ahead. I was just, just saying it's it's the same play. Neither should be flagged, but one was, and then one wasn't, showing the lack of consistency in the NFL. All in all, it, again, gets to my point here. And, and, and also, Ben Roethlisberger, looking, this was, I, I was, I was at one, at one, there were a couple things early on that I thought he could have done better, but this was the game. It's like, look, buddy, if you play like this, this, this second half, especially that last, I'd say, 20-ish minutes of the game, this team has a chance to compete. They, but they need to get that from him. They need to get it from their playmakers all throughout the game, and they need the trenches to not kill them. Yeah, and that's – I mean, you have to give your quarterback time to start with that up front. We five times. Starts five times. And some of those weren't just like little babies getting taken down no, around the ankle sacks. He was getting drilled into the ground. It's definitely not what you want to see. But with what you were saying with Minka – I, I mean, I there were so many times I wanted to tweet like, all right, Mink is just out here putting the team on his back right now because he, he is was just making play after play. You don't see quit in him. Also, you don't see quit in Najee Harris. I, I tweeted this. His motor never stops. It doesn't. Never. And I'm trying to remember which NFL analyst I saw tweet this earlier, but they were saying that the one thing that impresses them the most is the fact that Najee's body language, no matter what the score of the game is, you could right not here. tell from Najee's body language because he is so zeroed in. And that, I mean, that's just kind of the effect of, you know, going to Alabama and being part of that program and coming in and playing with Mike Tomlin and playing under his system. But that is... The, to me, that is 
the is what you need out of a guy like that is what you need out of a rookie. I mean, he's just we hear it all the time. He's so mature beyond his years. But the fact that he's able to just stay as level headed as he is and he's like, all right, we got to keep going. Got to keep going. Shows his dedication, his work ethic and why he is going to be a playmaker for years to come. Exactly. I mean, there was that. There was one play. He got three yards, but he got hit by like three guys the line of scrim at the line of scrimmage, and he still spins off all of them and says, ah, "I'm going to get this first down." I mean, he was doing everything he could to fight on that play. The, here's my here's my thing with that is it wasn't just Najee Harris. We saw quite a few guys. This was a game where if you're a young player on a team and it's been a rough year and everything's been going wrong, this was your game to have a mental breakdown and just make more mistakes, compound on things, and not know what to do and try to do too much. That's what looked like Kendrick yeah. Green was doing out there. But yeah. Najee Harris, uh, Pat Frymuth, mm-hmm. even Chase Claypool at one point. Um, Deontay Johnson did have a drop, but he was fighting out there. At, at, he he get, he beautifully set them up, uh, you know, in that last drive uh, yeah. with some of his plays. James Washington with some of his plays. Devin Bush, Akella Witherspoon, Minka Fitzpatrick. There were plenty of guys who were like, "This game ain't over," even when they're down twenty nine to nothing. That's mm-hmm. a good sign. Those are guys you can build around. Those are guys that hey, you don't quit, you don't quit, and you don't quit. I can ride with you moving forward next year, but. You know, you, you got to be able to find guys who hang in those moments and they got to find guys to replenish the trenches. They are just way too beat up there, game in and game out. We're going to get to some picks real quick here, finishing out the weekend. We know it, it was a misery of a game, but we want to look forward to some, maybe some maybe some fun Steelers can fa- have on Sunday watching other games of football in the NFL. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Stance, our new sponsor, Stance is one of our great sponsors here. They have some some amazing apparel for you to try out. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and of self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Personally, I fell in love with my Stance Wu-Tang socks. They're cozy, they keep my feet warm, and they bring a positive message because Wu-Tang is for the children. They're my favorite socks without a doubt. They get their high quality and they get props to my friends whenever they see them. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than the fitting in. That though, and that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 50% off your next purchase. Use promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N, LOCKED ON, all capital letters, all one word, when you're at checkout to apply. Join the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. She's Jenna Horner, and we're rocking out with some picks here now. Jenna, um, we're kind of we're kind of up against the timer here, so I'm not able to announce last week's winners. I do apologize uh, on RunYourPool.com, but if you want to join us, go to RunYourPool. Don't forget to make your picks if you're making your picks all season long with us. But RunYourPool.com, if you've been with us, it's week 14. It's that time of the year. It's time to get pushing. It's, this is the time when you start to make your push to see who gets the most wins at the end of the season. The person who does in our pool with me and Jenna gets a Steelers jersey of their choice from runyourpool.com. Jenna, let's get to these picks right here. I want to start off with with an AFC and excuse me, an NFC South matchup, 2-5 and 17s, Falcons at the Panthers. Man, this could go either way. The Falcons just got rid of their offensive coordinator. I'm going with the Falcons though. I think that they're going to, they're dealing with less injuries right now. Yeah, the this line is so close to me. Oh. 
I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, I don't trust the Panthers. Yeah, just I don't trust them either. But an AFC North showdown, undoubtedly the game that all Steelers fans will be watching. Eight and four Ravens at six and six Browns. It's a rough. It's a rough sledding right now for the for the Steelers. The Browns coming off a bye a, a bye week. The Ravens coming off a tough loss to the Steelers. I'm going with the Browns at home just because they're on the rest and the Ravens are too beat up right now. Marlon Humphrey out for the season. I think Cleveland can win this game. It will be close, but they will come out on top. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a close game, and this is one of those ones where you're like, ah, oh, it just feels like it's going to be too close, but I just think the Browns coming off of the bye, that's going to make such a difference. The Ravens, like you said, so hurt dealing with injuries to what it seems like every first and second line, or yeah. not second line, I'm, I'm not talking hockey, first and second string player that they have. So yeah, it's going to be a close one, but I'm going Cleveland. Seahawks at Texans, Seahawks 4-8, Texans 2-10. I'm going Seahawks. Uh, David Davis Mills going to play again. I'm sorry. I'll take Russell Wilson in that. Yeah, Russell Wilson over Davis Mills. This one just feels a little easy. Plus, I think Seattle has some bright spots uh, as of late, especially with their offense, so I'm going with them or the Texans. 6-6 six and six Raiders at 8-4 and four Chiefs. The Chiefs have been playing better football. The Raiders have been heading the other direction. I'm going with Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City just looks like they've been kind of finally figuring things out, both offensively and defensively. Again, Patrick Mahomes has just been playing a lot better than what we saw from him to start the season. So I think they continue to trend uh, in that direction and win some games. The Saints at 5-7 and seven play the Jets in New York uh, for the, for this game, but the Jets are 3-9. and nine. They saw a little bit of burst out of Zach Wilson last week, statistically-wise. Meanwhile, the Saints are looking for anything they can get at the quarterback position. I'm going to go with the Saints, though. I think their defense does enough in this game to make their offense not matter. I was going to say, this one comes down to defense, and right now I just think the Saints' defense versus Zach Wilson is going to have a lot better of a day. Granted, again, we did see some good things from Wilson. This might be one of the ones where you're like, eh, maybe I'll take the Jets. It has the feeling, but I'm going with New Orleans. I just think they're a little more of a complete group than the Jets are. The Jaguars at 2-10 at, at, at the Titans at 8-4. and four. I'm going with the Titans easily. Um, even though the Titans are banged up, they should win this game at home. Yeah, especially with their defense. Yes, they are banged up, but you just look at them. I think they're way better of a team than Jacksonville is, and I just kind of think they'll find a way to win in this one. It's not going to be pretty, though. Eight and four Cowboys at six and six Washington football team. Washington on the rise. Cowboys dealing with some injuries. Ezekiel Elliott's knee hasn't been great. Tony Pollard has has a, has a foot injury that could that could make it tough on him. The Cowboys have also been struggling on offense. I'm going with Washington. I'm re, I'm riding the hot hand, and my boy Taylor Heineke. I think he's going to get it done again at home. Washington gets the dub. What say you? I need to get you a shirt that says Taylor Heineke hype train because I'm <laughs> that's here me, for baby. It. <laughs> I'm jumping on that train with you. I'm going Washington. I This one feels <laughs> just like the type of game that they win. They're building a lot of momentum. They look good. Um, they've beaten really, really good teams the last couple of weeks, so I think they'll kind of continue that trend. Uh, we got the 110-1 Lions against the 6-6 Broncos. I, I, look, the Lions, great job last week, but that, that that's, that's a wrap. Denver, mile high. The, the, the Denver's going to pull out a win in this one. If this one was in Detroit, I would potentially be inclined to say the Lions might do something, maybe could build some momentum. Again, really great to see them get that monkey off their backs and win, but I just think that Denver is a lot better um, personnel-wise right now, and I'm going to go with the Broncos. 
Absolutely. Four and eight Giants at seven and five Chargers. I, I could see the Giant the Giants sneaking this one, but the Chargers need this game. I have them, I have them winning it. Yeah, this could be one of those ones where you're like, well, you check the score at the half and you're like, wait a second, the Giants are doing what? Mm-hmm. No, I think the Chargers come out and win this one. They know where they are in the playoff race. They know that they have to kind of separate themselves from the Bills and from the Bengals. And I think they're going to build off of a really solid performance by Justin Herbert last week. Absolutely. Looking at our at our four o'clock games here, six and six Niners at seven and five Bengals. Bengals came off they came off the Steelers win and looked flat against the Chargers. I'm going with the nine. Oh well, no, actually, I take it back. The Niners also lost to the Seahawks last week. I was about to do that to myself. No, Bengals got to win this one at home. They'll they'll they know what they got to do because if they lose this game, they'll fall down to seven and six and they'll have a chance to tie the Browns if the Browns win this week. What a time. What the AFC North in itself is wild. The AFC in itself might be even crazier. Mm. Yeah, I just, the Bengals are inconsistent, but I think, I mean, both of these teams actually are inconsistent. Who am I saying that? But I I think the Bengals will make this, will get right knowing in the statement they want to make and say, hey, we are legitimate contenders. We want to continue to compete for the division. And I think Joe Burrow kind of gets back on the right side of things. So yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati here. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, going. This is a big game. Seven and five Bills at nine and Buccaneers. Uh, Bills been on the struggle bus a little bit. They haven't been able to find any consistency in this game. Tampa Bay at home. They've been one of the better teams in football. I think they continue to do that in this one. They have the prop, the the, the tools on their team right now to be a problem for the Bills. I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, this one might be close, but I I just think the Bills have been too inconsistent, like you were saying, and it's Tom Brady. I mean, what else do you have to say about that? I think the Bills also, as much as they've exercised their demons against him, also you're playing against the guy that terrorized you for however many years in that division. So I think the Bucs will win this one, and it might be some good things from the Bills, but I also think Tredavious White not being there makes a big impact in that secondary. Although. Shouts to Dane Jackson for having a great game last week. Hey, H2P, H2P, hail to pit. There you go. Nine and three Packers host the four and eight Bears. I mean, do we need Aaron Rodgers to run up and say, I own you again? We're just going with the pack. <laughs> did you see his comments on that today? No, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see that. What, what did he, he say? He basically was, it was one of those things where it was like he defended and he's like, we've won a lot. In, since I've been there, it's basically, and then it was quote tweeted. It was like, "Is it trash talk if it's even tr- if it's true?" And it's like, that's a great point. It's true. It, it, it is true. I mean, yeah. he's just he's been their 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 worst nightmare when it comes to these situations. Um, and, and I think this should be another one where the Packers just walk in, beat the tar out of them, walk out, and then it's just like, yeah. And, and the question is, does he even need to say it at that point? I don't know. Um, but uh, but it's. It's it's one that you can't um, that, that you can't ignore. Just the history yeah. of, and that's the, one of the oldest rivalry in the NFL, as far as you know those those teams being uh, division division opponents. Um, but I'm going I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And now the game of the week, really, right here: eight and four Rams at ten and two Cardinals. The Rams picked themselves back out of their three game losing streak last week, but now they face the ten and two Cardinals, who may be the most complete team in football right now. I'm going with the cards. Kyler Murray's back. He's a problem, and I think that's going to be an issue. Um, the Rams might put up a fight in this one, but they need to watch out because they're they're slipping back in this NFC race. 
I was going to say, this will be the test for the Rams, will it? Won't it be? Won't mm-hmm. it be able to be like, all right, where do you stand against, again, arguably the best team in the NFL or at least one of the top three teams in the NFL? I'm going with Arizona in this. We've just seen the offensive weapons they have, and now especially you have a healthy Kyler Murray or close to a healthy Kyler Murray. I think that this is a really, really, really good game. But, yeah, Arizona wins this one for me. Absolutely. Those are our picks right there. You can check out, you can pick with us at runyourpool.com. Be sure to, and you may be sure to get, get into the Locked On Steelers pool to finish, to, to be able to compete with us. Jenna, thanks so much for doing this show with me as always. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Please get some sleep because I know that you, uh, you, you, you stayed up late with us to watch that mayhem of a game. Uh, but let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. You get some sleep as well. When I, what little sleep that you can, oh. we do that in this industry. I know. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner, um, and on WPXI pretty much every day, just doing your classic Steelers, Penguins, Pitt, any all football, hockey, baseball, sports coverage. We got you covered. And Chris joins us uh, every so often for Final Word and our other fun shows. So uh, definitely join us there as well. Absolutely. Channel 11 is an amazing place. I'm always happy to do fantasy football with Jen on Wednesdays. And then, of course, the final word when I'm there on Sundays. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for checking us out. Remember to like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as our Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey channels um, to get all of our daily content. Just to let y'all know, I am heading out of the country for a trip. It is not because the Steelers lost and looked really bad, I promise you. Uh, but it was, this is a trip that I've had planned for a long time. I will still be bringing you content may, may just be may just have uh some challenges in getting it out but we got a few days to take to take care of that we'll be back on on your screens and in your ears on monday so uh we'll see about how things go next week if we can get our connection things going out of the country maybe we could get jenna back on and get everyone and, and keep our normal flow of the show but uh chris needs a vacation so we're gonna try to take it as best we can um but thanks so much for tuning into locked on Steelers. be back in the years on your screens next week we'll see you then